Hello everybody and um, welcome to Still Untitled Podcast, um, where this week, or this month, or this year, depending on how we structure this, we're joined by Dan Purchase. Hello, thanks for having me. Um, thanks for being here. Dan, you are what, <laughs> what number in the um, in the Guild of Critics? Where do you rank yourself within the, the Guild of Critics? I'm the bizarre uh, friend that, that that's in the in the group but doesn't actually say anything normally. You just peer in, don't you? I just peer in from the outside. The normally man, because the, the Guild of Critics is just are we gonna play Warcraft today? Well, Not Warcraft, Warcraft sorry, well. Warzone or some yeah. some such. Yeah. Yeah. But there is one subject that you are quite you know, fond of, and that would be Lord of the Rings. Would it not be? Love Lord of the Rings. Love Lord it's, of the Rings. It's, it's, it's true. Yeah. Um, and we're going to chat about Rings of Power. The um, is it popular? Could we could we say it's popular yet? But it's got to be by default, surely. I mean, IMDb it's got six point nine at the moment. Really? Mm. What out of ten? Out of seven. Mm, sure. Out of ten. Oh. Yeah. Sure. 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 So. Yeah, so I don't yet know if it's fully cemented itself as a truly successful show, but it's, it's on its. But it's. But it, I think it's on its way. Unfortunately, it's come out the same time as uh, House of Dragon, which mm. probably hasn't helped things. But no. um, we're going to chat about episodes one to four. Yeah, I'm currently up to episode four, and you two up to episode six. Six, seven, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I suppose to timestamp it, the last episode comes out, is it Fridays they come out? This, yeah. This Friday, the last episode of comes October. out. October. So this is a part one, maybe. Part one. <laughs> Look forward to next week's episode. <laughs> given, given there are no costs or real effort associated with, associated with this, we are, just... we're very reluctant to commit <laughs> to uh, yeah, finishing exactly. this. Just finding time in our busy schedules. Yeah. No, I think we could do it. Like, part, almost, yeah, part one, part two. So, it originally aired 2nd of September, yeah. which, it feels like it's been out for ages, but 2nd yeah. of September's not, I suppose we're, we're October now, but yeah, so 2nd of September, um, on Amazon Prime, years of build-up, mm. absolutely years of build-up for this show. There was so many stories coming out of it that was ridiculous of like the set was unsafe um they try to cancel it the budget went ridiculously over budget all this nonsense but here we are um we're in it we're nearly at the end of the series one and um i think one thing you can say from it is it's very well polished isn't it Mm. yeah it is well it's been personally funded by uh Mr. mr jeff bezos himself so, do you reckon he's like personally involved? In no, he legit is. It was him that said he wanted to make it happen. Really? Because his son was saying to him like, "Don't fuck it up," basically, something like that. Bit of encouragement. Yeah. No, was, like, do you think that, it was a PR, oh, PR, PR right stunt, or that. do you think it was a PR stunt, or do you think he actually was know. heavily invested in it? Well, I wonder because if you think about like streaming services, I don't see in my head as primers up there. So I wonder yeah. whether this is one of their like. Statement pieces, isn't yeah. it? Like, that, that this is a real. This is, this is. I'm jumping ahead, but this feels like a real cornerstone of we're here and we do yeah. originals now. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they have had some good hits. The Boys is probably their other big hit. Mm. Um, and they, they've picked up some traction over the years with getting, like, big names. Chris Pratt uh, has done quite a few films with them. They are they are getting the ball rolling, and they've, they've stuck it out, actually. And I think, actually, compared to Netflix, they're probably leading it with quality, whereas Netflix are going for the quantity route and more mm. than the quality route. Um, but this by sense, far, yeah, it? is their high, biggest, highest budget thing that Amazon have put out. Mm. I'd hate to see it. I mean, eye-watering what the amount of money they would have spent Yeah, how much this. is it per episode? Well, it'd be millions, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, millions. but like, what, how many millions? I don't know. I mean, Game of Thrones was always, there was a big news story, wasn't there, in the last couple of series when they when they were hitting like 7 million per episode. Yeah. And that was Indeed. massive for TV. Whereas... You know that was always a, that was probably exclusive for like the series finales and stuff like that. Whereas this is this is easily probably smashing that each episode. Well, I read that somewhere that Amazon had the choice of either planting enough trees to go take the take the globe carbon neutral or make this, and uh, and they chose to make this. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. They made the right choice. Four hundred million pounds is the budget for the whole season for season one. So that's like fifty million an episode. No, wow. is that right? Yeah. Uh, is that my, is my... Have I gone... Yeah. Well, yeah, you, 50 million an episode. Yeah. You're joking. That's what it says. That's what Google says. I mean, it's good, but... What do you think... What When you watch it, what do you think is sticks out being the most expensive part of the show? Probably Lenny Henry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they had to pay out his contract from uh, Premier Inn. Yeah. So that was probably a big, <laughs> a big contract. because <laughs> they... Premier Inn own all the image rights. I heard that <laughs> yeah. in his contract, he had to have a red nose, and they had to pay him extra so that he wouldn't have the red nose because he he was <laughs> he would just have to have it on him. Uh, I actually I actually find his presence because um, because then they, they haven't got like many really really well known actors or really famous people mm. that I'd instantly recognise, and whether it, it's probably just in my head, but I find him quite distracting. Yeah, in it, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think that's one of the things that I love about the season as a whole is there's no one that you really recognise. Mm. And that's why I think he's so jarring because maybe not to American viewers, they probably have no idea who he is. But that's for true. us, it's like, it's Lenny Henry dressed as a half foot. Yeah. And it's really like unnerving, not unnerving, but it's just like it takes you out of it immediately. Whereas because all the other characters are unknown, I love that. That's my fav- one of my favourite things about the whole series is just like all like no one really stands out. It's really good. So yeah, he's very tall in real life as well, which which is off putting for really? me because obviously he's playing a, a half foot, and 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 I can only just imagine him in real life being ridiculously tall. Mm. Um, which again, I I love how they managed to do that. How do they manage to do that in certain scenes? I mean, am I just being naive to? practical effects nowadays but does he do that thing that you did when you were a kid and you like go on your knees and put your shoes yeah. put your knees in your shoes and just yeah. walk around but isn't it I just find it, especially um, with Elrond and Durian when they're walking alongside each other yeah and I just think how they how, how they do it is that a kid is that a kid <laughs> or is that a dwarf I know there's a dwarf in the show but is it a, a dwarf in real life well as our creative person Ali is it possible mm. to sort of just do some filming and then, you know, when you resize an object in Word and you can sort of make Stretch it look it. a bit... Yeah, yeah. Can you just do that? They, they did actually edit half of it in, in Microsoft Word. So um, that is exactly what they did. <laughs> they just type in, like, font yeah. size <laughs> yeah. 12. 
Font-sized, font-sized dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> Durian's a font-sized dwarf. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's it. Time's that's exactly how it's done. Dwarf. Yeah. yeah, you've nailed it. Um, I think probably that would, would be up there with one part of the most expensive things about the show is probably the practical effects and the Which time and the time and it goes it goes such a long way because i think mm. we can all agree after watching the hobbit and it being overly used with cgi, CGI. Yeah. that it's so nice to see just some practical effects being so used whenever they can and they really do they like the cgi is there's not not a lot, or if there is, you don't notice it as no, much as not so much. You do in some of these modern TV shows where it's so easy now to go into post production and you know mm. computer generate creatures and yeah. all sorts. Because that's the other thing. If they're going stashes off Superman. And, if they're going for like seasons of this, then they've now they've like made all these costumes that they can. I assume all the orcs and stuff they can just keep reusing it and reusing it. Whereas. When it's CGI, you have to keep rendering out new scenes and new scenes, whereas like to chuck a costume on someone, it's like got to be a lot more straightforward. Could you two, um, could you two get guess where um, it's been filmed, location wise, nice. by watching the show? Assume New Zealand's right. So, so shamefully, before this, I I read where it was filmed, <laughs> so I won't I won't say anymore. You, oh, I thought you read where season two was being filmed. Uh, yeah, but it, it also said where season one has been filmed and then where season two will be filmed. So where would you guess? Spoiler alert, it has been renewed for season two. I don't know. Am I, am I outside of my one to four remit there? Well, <laughs> we'll Sorry about that. We can we can we'll slap on the rest. We know that later. But, but, but yeah, so I, I shouldn't say because I already know. Okay. Well, I mean, it's Tell not us. a quiz, but go for it then. It is New Zealand. Wow. Wow. And with season two? Based in the UK, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There's got to be a lot of Scotland going on there. Well, I've, I've got it up in front of me. Apparently, um, Bovingdon Airfield. Bovingdon Airfield? Um, and he, he drove around just the Hertfordshire. Wow. Interesting. And the uh, Bray Studios, England. So, so that, 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 that going to be where the mountain scenes are? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. I would not have guessed that at all. Like mainly based around a studio. Yeah. Does that mean it's going to be a lot more like not out in the world? Well, I would suggest much? it's going to be a lot more CGI. Yeah, it does. Coronation Street. Because uh, so, so <laughs> I, 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 when when you guys say like it's um it's mainly practical effects and all that sort of stuff, I just shut up because I don't really know anything about this sort of thing. But I actually feel that it was quite close in terms of style and um overly polished CGI as the Hobbit. Rather than going back to like a Lord of the Rings style, mm, interesting. Just to my eyes, like I get what you mean with like the orcs are costumes; they're yeah. not they're not CGI, obviously. But large sections in my head are. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's still a lot that has to be CGI. Yeah, because like crowds and uh, yeah, yeah. But I I think it's I think it feels visually, and this isn't necessarily a bad thing from my perspective, but visually, it's more Hobbit than it is Lord of the Rings. Really? Yeah. Mm. Do you think that's? Do you think that just shows the date, the dating of when the Lord of the Rings came out versus when the Hobbits came out in terms of the style of filming? That was like you know we're talking twenty years ago now, Lord of the Rings, and the sort of CGI probably wasn't at good enough level to kind of make it. Yeah, prob- as probably long probably. Like, reliant upon. Whereas by the time Hobbit came along, CGI had moved on considerably that they could like lean on it, but it was still not that great looking whereas mm. now it's probably 
we've moved on another what 10 years and now the balance feels like it's pretty good in terms of the level of cgi and like camera quality and stuff like that they kind of like match up quite well whereas for a while cameras were becoming better and better and the cgi was kind of like trailing behind a little bit yeah and that's why i think this looks so good because you can't really tell a lot of the time what's what what's what which is great yeah I think and that's why I think there's a nice balance now. God damn it. Whereas before it was unbalanced, wasn't it? Yeah. The cameras are better than the CGI technology. Mm. And then we got to a point where the CGI technology was much better than the, the cameras. Mm. And it was overused because it was just too easy. It was a lot more efficient to make a movie, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, whereas now we, we've come to a nice balance where we can use both efficiently. Yeah. And, I, and yeah, at a, at a cost, at a considerable cost. Yeah, a mere forty cost. million pounds for forty minutes. But yeah. you, you, you think like you know, just what amateur filmmakers can grab hold of now. You know, with the rise of like GoPros and mm. uh, what's what's that new one now that people have got the three sixty. Oh yeah, I don't know what it's called, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you know, the the production that you can put out with just them is incredible, isn't it? Yeah, for a fraction. Of, yeah. of the cost and stuff but then whether it would stand up in a you know to that quality yeah I don't know but then like, GoPro always, I think the answer is no just give, go, think, give uh, Gollum a you GoPro say that, but, you say that but didn't um, didn't films have didn't, used didn't the Hobbit use GoPros for the barrel scene yeah they did yeah and they are used like in big films but we're talking like probably very heavily edited and with you know CGI added to them and stuff like that, I imagine. Okay. Always reminds, reminds me of like Super 8, the Super 8 cameras yeah. that were around yeah, in the yeah. 80s, wasn't it? Mm. Uh, and now like Steven Spielberg just absolutely loves that entire era, doesn't it? And he mm. goes back and shoots a lot with original Super 8 cameras. Yeah. So maybe maybe in 20, 30 years time, we'll be digging up GoPros and um, you'll get big Hollywood directors choosing to use them as like, nostalgia. nostalgia. Yeah. Potentially. And now you've just got some spotty snowboarder. I yeah. don't spotty. Or she. Or them. <laughs> they, them. Um, they're using them. I t- there's one, there's actually one uh, location that I think is very heavily CGI. And that is, what's that area called? Off the map? Off the beaten track? Oh, Valinor. Numenor. Or Numenor. Val- oh. Numenor. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, because Valinor's... There's not, it's not that much of it in there. Yeah, it? If we, I guess if we're kind of going from where it starts, it's like Valinor's where the original elves used to live. Yes. Right? Yeah, shall we? So, let's, 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 let's just refresh ourselves then. So how much of Lord of the Rings do you two know? Well, the original films? No, of like the, the history, the locations, the characters, the history like, of it, enough, enough to go on with, like... To know where this kind of sits in the in the realm of things. So where does where does this sit? Well, it's ten thousand years before what we saw on Lord of the Rings is where this is set. So you know, in, in that bit in Lord of the Rings when Elrond's like, "I was there, Gandalf, ten thousand years ago on the battlefield." This is set before that bit, just before that bit. Okay. So, so at some point, I'm assuming it's going to lead up to the bit where Elrond is on the battlefield and he sees uh, Sauron get destroyed. Spoiler. Or we think, spoiler, get destroyed. That's where I'm assuming the series is going to lead up to. Because that's the bit in Lord of the Rings that it gets mentioned about Sauron and all of that. So I, 
yes, I agree. But I think I think they're going to get there over multiple um, multiple seasons. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't so think I think I, I think up. that we say that it's quite close, but I think it's quite quite far off that. Bit. Yeah, I, I suppose. I mean, relative to where Lord of the Rings was set. Yeah, this is like in that yeah, 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 era yeah. of things. Well, this this is this is still in the second age, isn't it? That's, so, that's yeah. what I was getting on to, Dan. So, yeah, do you want to explain a little bit about the second age, first age, and third age? Not particularly. <laughs> well, I've set you up now. So well, so, so as I said um, earlier, I, I, I read some <laughs> sort of... He's backpedaling. I read some, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not looking at the laptop and thinking, have I got enough time? Um, so, so, no, I've got... So, looking at Wikipedia, because that is the, 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 the source, the source of, of all knowledge and truth... Uh, broadly, as I understand it, that the first age, and there's like day of the trees or light of the trees and all this sort of stuff. Effectively, I think um, elves were made from some song by basically a god. Uh, and they lived in Valinor and all was lovely and well. Uh, and I think broadly that is the first age. And then for one reason or another, this being called Morgoth was cutting about and he was a bit evil and he was trying to he was trying to ruin stuff. So you know, and back in these days, the elves didn't even have a word for death because none of them died. Really? Said. Yeah, it's true. So um effectively uh Morgoth was 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 causing problems and they were sort was of Morgoth like, an elf? Um a dark elf. I think I think so. I think so. So he was causing problems and effectively the elves were having none of it. So they basically went to war um, with Morgoth, who had turned some elves bad, created the orcs and all this sort of stuff. Uh, and, and that battle took place on Middle-earth. And the elves defeating Morgoth um, was the end of the First Age. And that's when we move into the Second Age. And that's where this is set now then? That's that right? where this is set. So Morgoth has been gotten rid of. So wait, so they travelled across from Valinor... To Middle Earth. Earth to destroy to destroy or Morgoth. Fight Morgoth, basically. So um, and effectively, when Morgoth was destroyed, Sauron was like a lieutenant in the army. Yeah. So initially, afterwards, uh, some of them, chief among them, Galadriel, was trying to seek out Sauron to effectively destroy evil for good, right? But over time, um, they couldn't find him, uh, so they kind of. Some elves just thought went, oh, it's all right, don't worry about it, it's not a threat anymore. Um, Brushed under the carpet. But I think based on what we know from, from Lord of the Rings, they should have worried about it. They should have, yeah. They should have. Mm. Should have that in the bud. So <laughs> if this ever goes anywhere where people know all of that was wrong, uh, sorry, but that's... No, mate, that's, that's very my eloquent... Under, that's my understanding. Yeah, yeah but it's, You it's, set it's, the scene very eloquently because basically up to what you just said is where now... The Rings of Power starts effectively because we join Galadriel on her quest. How I don't know how many years after, still searching for Sauron and her brother that died. I think died. But died at the hands of not at the hands of Sauron, but died in the, one of the battles. Yeah, it was right. during the defeat of Morgoth. Um, Galadriel's brother died. And so, so do we know the she's time? On, she's do, on do a do vengeance. The time jump then between. The bat, the, the bat where Morgoth was destroyed, and where we where we come up to date with Gladwell. Um, I don't. A we, long, a long time. Are we saying like hundreds of years? Oh or yeah, thousands yeah, yeah. of years. Yeah, because because this is at a point where most of the so Gladwell was one of the few that's still like beating this drum. 
most of the others are sort of like there is no threat. So you've got to assume that it's been based on an elven life being infinite, ultimately. Um, it must be long enough for them to be like there is no danger. So it must be hundreds, thousands of years. Yeah. So according to this, Galadriel is 8,000 years old. So I assume... At the time of Rings of Power or in the Yeah, at, time at the time of Rings of, of, Rings of Power. So I don't know if that helps judge how long it's been she's searching for Sauron's, but it's got to be... Yeah. That's a life, isn't it? Although the, you know so, although I mean? the show doesn't specify, lie. Sauron is said to return in year 500 of the Second Age. So I guess maybe that's a spoiler. I don't know, but I, I assume it's going to be a, f- a few hundred years yeah. since like searching for Sauron. So, so here we are talking about a total of five hours at most worth of television. When actually in in law terms, yeah, it's been hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. Yeah, but I don't think I think the show. That's where the show will divert a little bit because there's it's so hard to show that, isn't it? On, yeah. on on TV. Same with the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I mean, Game of Thrones have just done it recently. They've done a couple of time jumps with House of Dragon, right. where they've aged up the characters and they've jumped like forward in time twenty thirty years. But twenty thirty years is nothing compared to like what we're talking about in Lord of the Rings, where mm. hundreds and hundreds of years are going past. But yeah, I, I, the way I the way I uh, sort of gather that they're going to do it with the show is that each season is going to cover you know, a certain amount of time. And then when we catch up the next series, it's going to be forward in time. Okay. But so this, I, but this, okay. this one, in fairness, like from when it starts, so I think that from like the original defeat of Morgoth, some time has passed. And then the actual time that is passing during the series hasn't been loads of time, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I think we're talking like yeah. weeks and months. Yeah, we yeah. followed them over weeks and months. So yeah. I think if they carry on at that pace, so say like say it was 500 years, for example, this feels like it might be 300, 400 years after the ending of the first age. And now we're sort of taking it weeks and months at a time. So yeah. I think that they've got almost, I suspect deliberately, they've given themselves so much to play with. Yeah. And they can drag it as much as they want definitely because i think it's no it's no obvious you know to anyone that's a fan of lord of the rings there's no spoilers about sauron coming back at some point but we know that's a thing i'm sure there'll be people that are watching this having not seen lord of the rings but you'd imagine 90 percent of people are going to have seen lord of the rings so there's no as much as they want to like make it mysterious like we know at some point he's gonna come back fully we just don't know in what form that is yeah, and so that's I think why that's the characters... biggest mystery of the, sh- of the show at the moment, yeah. isn't it? Is who is Sauron? Have we seen him yet or not? Yeah. And there's all this question marks around, like the stranger, this you know character that's come in, there's question marks around, um, what's his name? How, what was his name? The yeah. one that's on the boat with uh, Gladwell. Halbrand. 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 Yeah. But he's like, seems to be the kind of heir to the throne, or he is the heir to the throne. Yeah. Does anyone want to give a little bit of backstory on that? I don't think because he's quite an interesting know. character in, in mm. terms of how his his I suppose well up to episode four I think that's when the big red revelation comes from Gladriel that she finds in the in in the library his his sigil yeah and that he is the heir to what was you know was he he speaks of his dad he's obviously got some sort of history with his dad some sort of falling out daddy issues daddy issues and daddy issues plays a massive part in all of in the whole show i think actually a lot mm. of the callbacks are to do with lineage and 
uh, and fathers and stuff like that, especially with Durin and his dad and stuff like that. So that definitely plays some part of it. But yeah, I I I, I was a bit lost on on his backstory. Yeah. Well, there isn't a huge amount. I think the only reason you know he's relevant is because after episodes two and three, he's like fully a main character. So I don't think there's any, until that revelation, like you say, there's nothing actually to suggest that he's anything but a side character, you know, and then he suddenly, it, it basically turns that he's now like one of the main yeah. dudes. But I but, don't know if there's much. But I'm willing to go on record of my prediction. Go on. You think he's Sauron? No, I don't. I think he is, um, and I don't. I, I think that others have, have leapt here, um, but I instantly thought he was the one that the, the Ghost King that uh, Aragorn doth summon. Oh, right! In, uh, in Return of King, that would I feel be like at some point he's going to let let everyone, but most importantly himself, down, and then he'll be a ghost, right. uh, and he'll he'll have to. Interesting. Repent and repay. Because how do you become a ghost like that when you're tra- you're like trapped in the mountain, aren't they? They're sort of trapped under a yeah. I, don't, I, I no idea. Under some sort of like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sounded like you're about to. No, no. Spill I, th- some I, think, I think juicy beans. Basically, I think roughly, if you're a bit of a twat, um, you know, it's almost like purgatory. Yeah, well, they're like it? it's like a curse, isn't it? And they can only be released by the king. Yeah. Or the, yeah. 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 Interesting. So interesting. So that's what I reckon. That's a cool prediction. Hmm. So um, he, you don't know anything about his background on his sigil and, and his family background? Nothing? No. Or obviously you guys are a couple of episodes in front, so there might be some juicy juicy little sausages you're keeping to yourself. There's a couple of... Well, yes and no. Not, not massively. All right, let's keep it, let's keep it back yeah, on. Not massively. Let's keep, keep it back on uh, target. Another one is... Uh, well, it could go either, either way, is um, Isildur, because he's... Obviously, a very relevant name in Lord of the Rings is Sildor being Aragorn's ancestor. Is the same name. Do we think that's the same? Who's this? Sildor's the. He's the son of the guy that's like in charge of the boats. (laughs) For one of us. Is it Elendil? Yes. Is it Elendil's son? Yes. And he's got the two friends that he gets. um, He gets them kicked out because he has a vision or something and worst ever mate basically yeah um but he wants he, to travel obviously... west or something doesn't he He wants to travel west and what is west middle earth no, no so middle west east east so numenor is west and yeah then valinor is Westeros. very very west westeros but i think <laughs> i think isildur is, is the same isildur that again like i said earlier that in lord of the rings when elrond's talking about the great battle against sauron it's isildur that has the ring and goes to Mordor after he's killed Sauron. And he's, he's like, toss it into the fire or whatever. And then, um, oh no, was that Sam? No, no, The line just like mixed right. up. But Isildur has the ring and he's with Elrond. And Elrond says, you know. Bin it, mate. Bin it, chuck it in the flames. And he doesn't because obviously the power <laughs> of the ring but, takes him over. And I, I'm assuming that's the same as Sildor. But this is where I get confused with timelines, right? Because... If you assume so, if you assume that Isildur is a man, he's a mortal mm-hmm. man, that that limits the amount of time you've got to like Correct. twenty, well, twenty, thirty years. Yeah. But then um, it's a short life, isn't it? Well, no. But, but, <laughs> I mean, he, I'm but, but he was he was like he was like you know he must have been forties when he caught the ring and was in the army to defeat Sauron. Yeah, kind of much older in, than that. Yeah. Unless he's one of because Aragon isn't like a man, is he? 
He's like a special man. No, but we're still talking about like, unless I've really got my timelines so, wrong, we're so still talking is, 10,000 years difference. So this is something that maybe that you might, you guys might be able to touch upon because um, the, oh my God, it's so hard to keep up with these names, isn't it? The locations. Mm. The What's the location to the east again? Sorry. To the east. Middle Earth. No. No, sorry. To the west. <laughs> Valinor. No, not Valinor. Numenor. Numenor. Numenor it was give, was handed to them from the from the elves for as to say thanks for aiding them against Morgoth. Yeah. So is there a possibility that man and elf have intertwined to create some sort of like hybrid? Well, I'm talking about. How do you mean intertwined? <laughs> bang bang time to to create some sort of like hybrid elf man situation. Um, that maybe a maybe a a man. Yeah, because because so so the reason I keep banging on about Aragon is in Lord of the Rings, like he is a special yeah. um sub strain of man that has a longer lifespan than normal sort men. Of, yeah, yeah, somewhat somewhat. But he still ages. Is it the Duna die? Yeah, the name rings a bell, but I don't know. But yeah, you're right. But he does still age as a man. Because even in Lord of the Rings, when he gets to become king at the end, he starts getting grey hair and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so. but I swear in Lord of the Rings, he's like, when we first meet him, he's like 80. Well, yeah. But then that's kind of like, Gandalf is like a few hundred years old, isn't he? But he's, he's a man, isn't he? He's a, wiz- he's a wizard. He's a but wizard, like, Harry. He's a wizard. But then how, that, yeah. Who was it? I got my timing slightly wrong. I just Googled it. It's about 5,000 years between uh, Rings of Power and Lord of the Rings. I mean, okay. still significant, but so what we can confirm second, the second is this, is, this is all over the this is all over the fucking shop, isn't it? In terms of timeline, everywhere it's uh, no. I don't think that. I think it still follows perfectly fine. Uh, yeah, because bear in mind the reason they mention Isildur in Lord of the Rings is not just because he's um, Aragorn's heir to the thingy, like ancestor to the throne, but also because he's the one that defeated Sauron. So, so it's a fucking like well-known name it's not just some some yeah. random guy in the timeline that they've picked out it's like he is the one that defeated Sauron the first time but one of the things I was going to say earlier is that about the timelines is either either the fact this is Sildor means that you know we are 20-30 years away from Lord of the Rings no from, from, from sorry from from Sauron's finger getting chopped off yeah or yeah correct this isn't the Sildor I think we all assume that it is the one that will go on to yeah. defeat Sauron. I don't, think that, I don't think that. I don't think it is. I'm, I'm wondering if it's a different Asildor. I think. It's I, I the think same it will be. I no, think. It, I think because he. Think it's, too, it's you're, too, getting, it's, you're getting Asildor the third confused with no, Asildor. I think it's mate. too. It's too. Why would they put in a character called Asildor? What? Yeah, just it's to be also like, too, oh, it's not him. It's also too on the nose as well. Like. You know, people. If people are Lord of the Rings fans, they're instantly going to do what you've done and see that and think. Yeah, but yeah, just say, because, say, they, say, because say, they want to have some connection to the actual original. Yeah, but they, they, they point, do it in a more I mean, natural way, won't they? They're just like shoehorning a character in. Bear in at mind, some point, if, Google, if Mr. Sildor dies, right, you'll be like, "Oh my goodness, didn't see that coming." Well, the thing is, when you Google a Sildor, it does. The information is the same for both references as the one in Lord of the Rings and this one just from literally reading the blurb from Wikipedia, because it says he's a fictional character in J.R. Tolkien's Middle-earth, the elder son of Elendil, which yeah. that's right, descended from Elros, founder of King, blah, blah, blah. He fled with his father, blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, oh, where has it gone? 
he cut the ring from Sauron's hand, but instead of destroying it, was corrupted by its power and claimed it for his own. So he is the same Isildur. Interesting. So it will it will get to that at some point. Do you know who I want to talk about? Isildur's sister. Who's Isildur's? Oh right, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. What's what's her what's her backstory? I don't know. She's very not featured though, isn't she? She's very lovely. What's her? She's very lovely. Well, is she lovelier than Galadriel? Galadriel. Galadriel is, I've got a is real also soft lovely. Spot for Galadriel. Not not my not my kind. Of really? Yeah. I asked her for a single nice golden hair, and she gave me three. <laughs> she's too. She's uh, too sassy. Aarion is Isildur's sister. Yeah. Aarion. Yeah, she hasn't had much uh, feature. She's a builder. Yet. She's a builder. She's a builder's apprentice. Um, so another another interesting one then is the stranger, who's a very obviously you've not seen the next few episodes, but we're still pretty none the wiser as to who the stranger is. Scandalf. Is that the, is that your bold prediction? There you go. <laughs> You're just throwing. It's Gandalf. I'm putting it all out there. Yeah. I, I again, I don't think the timelines because I don't think Gandalf's five thousand years old. Saruman. Saruman. I didn't even think that. But could, that's a great, that's that a great show. Five thousand years old. Yeah. So Do the, they live as long as elves. So the, the wizards are like can be thousands of years old. Really? Yeah. What was the last what about the wiz- what about Well, the- no, but I, I looked up Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> it's the source of all knowledge. What about the wizard that um, lives in the tree and he's got oh, all the, um, the animals? Uh, <laughs> I can't remember. Hobbit. I can't yeah. remember Not from the original, because there was, uh, in the original Lord of the Rings, in the book, there's a character called Tom Bombadil, who's like a similar like wizard character. Wizard? Um, wizard. Yeah, what's he called in The Hobbit? Radagast. That's it. Radagast. He's yeah. the one that has all the rabbits. Is it Radagast? <laughs> isn't it Radagast the Brown? Yeah. So it's yeah. Sam yeah. on the White, Gandalf the Grey, and Radagast the Brown. So we need like Peter the Blue to come up as well. This could be this could be a water one, isn't there? Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what this guy will turn out to be. But it's a weird one because they're obviously just they've got him in there because at some point he's going to play some sort of crucial role and be a character. But at the moment, he's just a bit like I don't quite get. Any of his, any of the things no, he's done. I guess that would tie quite um, nicely with like the relationship with like Harfoots and how like Gandalf has always had a good relationship with Hobbit. And it might it might be that I'm being too obvious and I'm being I'm being too easily led or by, you want it to uh, happen by, by, by Bezos and his pals. Yeah. <laughs> but that that's what I that's what I um I think because yeah for that reason as well that he's yeah. mates with Lenny and the crew. Lenny, I thought Lenny was going to be a bit of a dick, but actually, from what I've seen, he's he's not too bad. He's just a bit of a wimp, isn't he? Yeah, mm. but they all are, aren't they? I, I'd love to. What from this map here, we can see that um, the Shire is somewhere around here, and they're over here somewhere. They're just above the Southlands, travelling. Yeah. So are they hobbits? Well, they are ancestors to hobbits. But does that mean that hobbits and them are existing at the same time? No. So the the shire is empty right now. Then the shire is not even on the map. At really? Because yeah. really? you know they're so, like they're like they're travelling folk and they're always migrating. And they're Irish. So I think I think <laughs> is that racist? I think that's racist. <laughs> well, that's, 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 not, that's not where I was going. Because because the dwarfs are Scottish <laughs> and they all got beards and everything <laughs> yeah, and ginger and the gypsies are Irish. Yeah. So, true. But um, 
But yeah, so I, I, I presume like their their end and their reward for whatever part they play in all of this is that they get a home. Yeah, I guess so. Like I hadn't appreciated that the Shire was... Well, there might be people there, but it's not a, a relevant... I assumed that Harfoots and Hobbits were different, like similar similar species, but different different species. Yeah, I, 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 I get um, why you think that, but I, I, my assumption, not saying that one's right or one's wrong, but my assumption was that they were like the precursor to the Hobbit. Mm, like Homo sapiens to humans. They're like the Homo, very much the Homo <laughs> no, sapiens. Of, Neanderthals to Homo sapiens. Yeah, we are. Oh, we, we are. I'm sorry. We are yes. Homo sapiens. Yes. Well, you might have evolved. I was thinking you of, might be, you I was might thinking be something of, else. Uh, of the dump. It's <laughs> like... <laughs> Have you heard the theory that apparently though that we aren't all Homo sapien and that actually some of us might just be sapiens? No, might be Neanderthal. What? Yeah, but I aren't they in a timeline? No, that was so we lived amongst like Homo sapiens and Neanderthals. We lived together, right? Neanderthals were actually like stronger and more of a dominant species to us, but it was our ability to work as. As a as a gang in packs in packs that actually was we able, were able to basically massacre and com- commit genocide on all Neanderthals. Blimey. But there has been like speculation that we could potentially be mixed. Offers. Well, mixed, yeah, mixed. Right. Which I think, if that came out, that would be the biggest like stir in history, wouldn't it? Stir. The biggest stir. Through the front of Hello magazine. Well, think about it. You think of like what what we do with like people who are different colour skin, and imagine if there was like there was like the one true race of like Homo sapiens and Neanderthal. What if they could somehow figure it out based on our DNA? If they tracked our yeah DNA. Well, watch this space. Anyway, coming to a podcast episode soon when we talk about history. Um, So. Also, I found quite interesting from looking at my map earlier was the Southlands ends up being Mordor. Is that what the map says? Does it end up being Mordor? Is it yeah. is it next door to Mordor? I don't know. Well, the battle, I... the battle where Sauron has his fingers chopped off, that's in Mordor, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, and at the moment, the kind of breeding ground of all this destruction is happening in the Southlands, isn't it? True. Well, so I, I, I do know because in the next episode something happens. So I don't know whether you want me to say or not. But what? episode seven does go on to explain that pickle. Well, give them, give them, give them, <laughs> like, like give them we're doing episodes next, one to four. Yeah, that's next next week. Coming, so. coming, coming to a podcast after the Homo Sapiens. Like, I feel like we're talking. I feel, I feel like we're talking ourselves into into a hole. Into yeah. doing this. Yeah. Next. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Into doing into doing part two. Well, we're gonna when we started this missing. conversation, oh, there was a big, there's two. a big danger yeah. that we weren't. I mean, I'm part two or bust. Let's. Um, to be honest with you, I'm I'm not interested in this anymore. It's going to get part two. He can put you to sleep. Well, let's read slightly backtrack then, so we get I was out of this say, let's hole. Bring it, let's bring it back. Going back to the uh, stranger, is that what he's called? Stranger generally, things. the stranger. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, and the Harfoots and that whole sort of world, because they've. They, I quite like that they've done this thing that you know Game of Thrones did it. A lot of shows do it, where you have like four or five different stories going on. Which yeah, is obvious that's like the case, but I quite like the whole Nori, the stranger, kind of like that storyline. And it's just quite gently kind of bobbing along in the background. 
without too much sort of drama. Whereas everywhere else in the world, it's all like really kicking off and going it's nice. It's a palate cleanser, isn't it? Yeah, it's like quite refreshing. And uh, I think Nori's a great little character. And I forget her friend's name, the other one. Brandy. That's a good character then. Brandy, is it Brandy Fertile? Sorry, is it Brandy? I think it's something like that. Um, but yeah, I, oh, I quite no, like Poppy, Poppy Proudfellow. Poppy, that's it. Poppy Proudfellow. Yeah. Um, I quite like that that whole scenario, but I'm interested to see whether Nori and Poppy and all of that is just characters for now or whether they're going to become anything bigger. Like yes. They obviously feature them quite a lot, but The Stranger, you feel like, is at some point going to become this real key character. Whereas Nori, is she gonna? Is she gonna? Here's the thing: with the third these... prediction, Nori is Sauron. <laughs> Everyone is Sauron. <laughs> but that means Poppy is um, Saruman. I didn't think that far. <laughs> they. Um, it's funny because I, I think they 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 almost carbon copy the Hobbits. Well, they are obviously their ancestors, but kind of their lightheartedness and their tone, mm. and they're a nice little sweetener to the drama and the heaviness yeah. of the rest of the show. And much like the Hobbits were in Lord of the Rings, where they're yeah. always like the comical relief, the little bit of like you know, yeah, it's oh, not dark and yeah, all dark and dingy. Yeah, uh, and they are doing exactly the, that's why I, I get I, whenever they come out, their scenes come up, I'm always like, oh yeah, nice. It's nice yeah. just to recalibrate a second and maybe get a little chuckle out of them. Yeah. And stuff like that, but uh, yeah, I think that I think I think they're I think they're more interesting than than actually the hobbits. In truth, the yeah. way that they kind of caravan themselves along, and uh, end of episode four, they do that. No, end of episode three, they have that ceremony, don't they? Before they're about to migrate, and Lenny Henry does. Uh, we are just calling him Lenny Henry. <laughs> There's no getting around. Forgotten his actual name. Lenny Henry does the does the call outs of all the of all the Harfoots that they've left behind. Sadok is his name. Sadok, and I thought that was such a lovely little scene when he reads out all the names and you know they Mm. they they reminisce and say we keep them in our hearts and stuff like that. I mean, it's such a weird concept that they just leave them behind because they're too cowardly to to stop and wait. That they have one goal yeah. as to get to their next migration point. Yeah, that they can't even stop. And uh, is it Poppy? No, um, Nori. Nori. Her dad obviously is like end of episode two or whatever. He has the cart fall on him and he's out of action. And that the fact that like. You know, they're they're worried that they're just gonna be left behind in the caravan, and that mm. and that'll be it. They'll, mm. they'll be just left <laughs> to like, yeah. and they, and they it's it, it's quite cutthroat, really. For it such is a really cutthroat, but, it, but also it like kind of like it reminds me of like how maybe like insects would like, <laughs> and that's not because I mean they, they 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 do kind of like fit into that kind of category don't they where they're kind of not strong enough to fend for themselves they have one mm. mission to get from point a to point b they can't detract from that whereas when we see like the other uh the other groups of of people in the in the show like the elves they they all have their and the dwarfs and and, and the men they all they all have their characteristics don't they and like the show does a really good job of Showing those characteristics of those mm. different groups of, uh, not species, but yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Though, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah species, races, race, yeah. race, races, 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 and I think I think the show's done a a great job of 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 portraying and really gets you invested in each group 
Mm. Well, I guess that that leads us on to the next bit, which is another group that we haven't talked about, which is the orcs. Well, there's that actually. Yeah, I guess two groups, but the other one is the kind of the people of the Southlands and the other orc um, Arondir, the black young orc. Yeah. Guy. yeah, so he, he has like a love. He's like in love with uh, Bronwyn. Bronwyn and her annoying little son Theo. Yeah, that that's like the other another kind of storyline that we kind of follow throughout. So he is and a made up character for this show. Theo, no, Arondir, Arondir, yeah, yeah. He's 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 a pretty cool character though. He is. He's very like dark, mysterious. But then in later episodes, he starts to uh... four, huh? four out. Yeah, he becomes like, you know, more of a presence. Does mm. he? I don't know whether I'm going past season no, four no, here or not. But, no, uh, we'll keep it at that, shall we? Yeah, it's an interesting one because I'm never that interested in what that whole side of things, what's going on with that. The only interesting bit is obviously when Theo found the, uh, oh, the, hilt. the hilt of the, the dagger, which we assume to be Sauron's something or other. Yes. We don't really know. It had the marking on it. <laughs> Sharon's Sharon's chief. Um, it had the marking on it that, that um, what's her name, Galadriel had seen when she was following Sauron. So we assume it's something to do with that. But then he obviously took it with him, and then he kind of like bled on it, and it came to life and whatever. It's happens. a blood pact. Now yeah. is the is the sword uh, communicating with Theo? Or because he instantly knows what to do with the sword, doesn't he? He knows to kind of impale himself in the forearm, and that will, you know, unsheath it and give it its like. Does he impale himself, or is that an accident? Yeah. So when he's in the before he hides in the well for hours, and he's and he's in the oh shout out to that uh, the mate as well, his mate that they're going to get the food from. Like what an absolute cunt. Wait, which one? What's that? His mate, which uh, Theo's mate. Yeah. So, 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 so basically, they, they, they're all start because they leave their town. They leave oh their right, them. yeah. They go. They back, are, Don't worry, we'll get some food. They go back to their town. And then, which is a good like, shout. That's a good shout. shout. And he just abandons him. Yeah. He's like, trouble with it, so he does one. Yeah, literally. But he gets then a bit the scared, episode he? one or two, he mugs him off about not having a dad. So he's like, I mean, literally, that kid's lying up for the biggest death. I reckon. Yeah. Mugs him off about his dad, then just leaves him. In yeah, he the, left him uh, in a in a house with a orc. That there you go. The next question: the, Who is who is Theo's dad? Aragorn. Sauron. Well, is it Sauron? Could it could it Sauron. be? Could it be? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Arondir. Or do you think they their love interest is too recent? For I think to be... I think the love interest is too recent because mm. they they're, they're like. They're stealing moments, like yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. So yeah. I don't think I don't think yeah. he's um. Aaron's. Do you think it's it could just be irrelevant? Like Theo might just be again a character that's filled his purpose and will soon peter out. Or do you think he's going to well, be uh, a well, big character? I mean, well, I, I, maybe I'm. I mean, from from episode two, I was kind of thinking Theo was was lining up to be the big bad. You know, he found mm. the hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, here we go. They're really going to line him up to. To, to evolve into the big bad of the show. Mm. Especially because he's quite outspoken for a kid. And whenever you see an outspoken kid, you know they're destined for, for something for genocide. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, who knows? 
Yeah. This is the this is the problem not the problem of the show, but this is kind of like Game of Thrones was was one of them where there there, there was kind of like no you didn't know where Game of Thrones was going to go and like how it was going to end or what it was boiling point. It was only until season three or four when when we really started learning about the White Walkers, we we're like, ah, oh, okay, this is this is what it's building up to. Yeah, the long night, you know, with the with the White Walkers. Mm. With with Ring to Power, we know it's going to stretch over hundreds of years. We sort of know what's going to happen. We also know the end game. Yeah, but you know. You know a lot of these characters that we care about are one they're men so they're going to be dead mm. they're not going to be around by the end of the show yeah their true. life their life cycle would have been gone true so is it a case that you know we're going to see maybe almost like mini series within the big series so like maybe after series two you know, it would be like a, a little mini ending of like series one and it will show it almost chapters like that well, this is what I wonder about because another, and this is this isn't really related, but it's something that's like on that I think about when I'm watching it is that the rings, they haven't even been dished out yet. Yeah. Mm. So that's another point to touch upon then. What's going on there with um, is it Calimber? Well, Calimber? Uh, um, oh. Yeah, he's got a weird like name. The, he he's like the creator. He's like the sort of. He's, he's from build, looking, he's like a builder or something. He's from Lord of the Rings, isn't he? Calabrimor. But he he's got to be the one who's making the rings, right? Yeah, that's what the forge is all about. Yeah, yeah. And and I presume that the 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 stone that Durian is mining for, where his dad shuts off the mine, well, after the cave in, I presume that 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 stone ends up being the stone that they forged the rings from. Well, that's Mithril, isn't it? Yeah. So. Is that the chainmail? Yeah, because yeah, Bil- Bilbo mail. gets the old um, mithril armor from. Thing, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think, but I think again, like going back to my law, and I, I won't go yeah, into this too much. But I think, actually, I think it was in the show. But effectively, like, like mithril isn't just a special ore. It's like yeah, it's it's like it's almost like power to the elves. Like, yeah, like, they need but, it in order to. Yeah, back, elves, back in back in the day, there was a fight between good and evil, and then lightning struck, and that's what made yeah, the all through the mountains and stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was like I can't remember the elf's name against the Balrog under that tree of yeah, that's uh, it. Whatever it was, that's it. and that, and that's and that's why um, old Elrond's king is manipulating him to try and try and get it basically from the dwarves. Yeah, because their that, tree is starting to yeah, and that, and that's why him and during it's a bit sort of tense because yeah. neither one of them know that they're almost trying Elrond, to get the Elrond's other one. there he's been sent there to find out about the um or that's maybe not the f- is that what happened straight away or is that when he no, goes away so, and comes back Elrond's so what I remember it is is that Elrond is sent well Elrond is obviously there's something that, there's some motive going on behind the scenes from the Elven King yeah he know he he clearly knows more yeah than what he's told Elrond he knows of Elrond's relationship with Durian. So Durin. he ought uh, Dur- Durian. Durian. <laughs> Durian's that um fruit. That smelly fruit. That's yeah. the name in the show though, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. I thought it was Durin. Yeah, Durin. Oh Durin. We're not having this again before. No, I can't can't be Can't have again. this again. Let me find it. Durin, yeah. Just Durin, D U R I N. I thought the main dwarf was just called Steve. Yeah. Jobs. <laughs> 
Um, so the the Elven King knows of their relationship, so he kind of like plays on it, plays on that, and moves Elrond into position where he's able to, you know, join that together. Yeah, mm. he puts him as an apprentice to Calarimbor. Calarimbor. Oh, I don't think any any of us are going to be able to say that one. So that was good enough. Calabrimor, Calabrimor, Calabrimor. Is it that? Calabrimor or Calabrimor? Yeah, Calabrimor. So, and he is the master master builder architect of some type, isn't he? Yeah. So what we're kind of maybe so at, where we are at the moment by episode four is Elon is still trying to patch his relationship up with Durin. Yeah. Yeah. And that is that's as far as it's got. And Durin wants um Elwyn wants Durin to come with him to <laughs> Where is it? Oh no, so he wants to come with to Gaza Khazar Doom. So so that they're at Khazar Doom. Which is where they're building the oh, tower and, they're and just where, like and where, where their mine is. So then then I think where you are, they want to go back to Linden. So they're building the tower in Khazar Doom. Right? Yeah, very near where the, the dwarves. Forge. Yeah, yeah, very near yeah, where the they're dwarves are. Basically, on that on the doorstep yeah. of the mines. Yes, right. Okay. And then and then they're they're like said to said to the dwarves, look, you're pretty decent with stones and that, so come and get involved. That's that that explains things for me because Calimba says to Elrond in the start of episode four or something. He goes, "Oh, I think you should check on Durham because he's not talking to me." Um, and that's what sets Elrond up to try and investigate what what Durin's up to. What's going on? Yeah. Mm. So that makes sense because they're building the forge on basically the doorstep of the mines. Oh, I think it's yeah. relatively close. Hence, yeah. the dwarfs and the elves are, are kind of work. They're working together at this point. Yeah. The forge is all because we start to see the forge being built, don't we? It's interesting yeah. that there's so sorry, it's a bit of a tangent, but interesting that they kept so many of the like. Um, relationships between different races, yeah, the same as in Lord of the Rings, like that sort of hate love thing yeah. that Legolas like, and Gimli had. It's exactly the same between Elrond and Durin. Like, yeah. they have they have like kept a lot of stuff, almost recycled it, things that they know people liked. Mm. They've sort of kept that, yeah, yeah. As well. And then the story of the Mithril is that episode. Four or is that getting on to the second half of the series? Episode four, they basically Elrond finds Durin in the in the mines. Right. He he uses his elven eyes, which just remind me of you. Of so, well. Do you know the scene I'm talking about when Durin and his wife are talking on the bridge? Yeah, yeah. And he yeah, and he hears <laughs> just like he hears the he conversation. Just like zooms into Elrond's eyes. <laughs> like, yeah, and he's like. He's lip reading. Yeah, that's it. So he goes down to that mine shaft. Durin walks in and then shows him what they've been mining. Mm. And as he shows them the mithril, mithril, yeah, um, the shaft collapses. Go ahead. And uh, Durin's dad is who is played by. He's another well-known actor. Oh, is he? Yeah. He's been in a lot of like good British dramas and Great. stuff. He was in um yeah, he's been he's been Paddy Con no Paddy Constantine. Um Paddy, 
Paddy Constantine. I get confused because Paddle Paddy Consultine. No, Paddle <laughs> Paddy Constantine is in House of Dragon, whereas Paddy Constantine is in this. And anyway. the guy that plays him is called Peter Mullen. Peter Mullen. <laughs> is that what you were after? <laughs> yeah. There you go. But yeah, he's been in quite a few um, good British okay. dramas. Cool. But yeah, so that was a nice little touching scene, I thought, between him and his dad. Because mm. he sort of like hints that he's not, he's not, you know, not, not too happy not too happy with his dad's decisions and his dad yeah. actually just instead of scolds him for going down there mining where he's told him not to mine he actually just says follow your heart mm. and then yeah then episode four is him giving the kind of okay for him to go to Linden yeah right yeah got you go and see what the elves are up to go and see what the elves are up to so the elves are fully in Linden at the moment aren't they that is like where they're residing and yeah I think that's their like that's their base isn't it and that is but they seem to cut about all over the place because obviously um, is it Arendir the names are so bloody hard to remember in this they are yeah. Arendir is um, stationed in the Southlands to watch over the people watch over the men isn't it yes yeah. So they must they must be stationed everywhere, but I think their stronghold where they're where they're predominantly based is Is it Linden or is it Riverdale? Rivendell. Well, Rivendell hasn't been mentioned up oh, has until it not? this point. No. So no, it is it Rings Rings And nor is Gondor. No, but you know. I don't so think is Gondor I... not a city as it is in I I don't Lord think it is. Because at the moment Numenor 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 is the kind of like what I would say is what Gondor is, and sort of like, the, like the human, the big, the big, you know. Yeah. But we actually, obviously, that that prophecy of the the big wave, mm. which are an interesting fact. Apparently, Tolkien actually used to have those nightmares when he was younger really? of a great wave. Wow. Um, which I thought was quite cool, but that actually does happen, does it not? The great wave. That actually does wipe uh, out Numenor. So we don't know. I don't think we know that. Sure. But, in, but by in, Lord of the Rings, in, in Lord of the Rings, there there is no Numenor. Yes. Yeah. You only hear it from again from Aragorn's reference. Like, so where's Aragorn from? Where's Where's he? Well, it's again, it's like descendancy, but you hear it mentioned. You but hear he's Numenor from Numenor. His 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 his. Uh, I, I think so because that's where yeah. Isildur's from. So again, all the descendants. That's where his origin is. Yeah. So at the moment, the human, the men are kind of residing in the Southlands and Numenor. Yeah. So that's the kind of two main. So, yeah. but, but I think like I think like Numenor is like a a, a different subtype of humans. Yeah. And then on Middle Earth, it's another. So so they're all humans, but they are different based yeah. on their decisions and choices. So something I read. On Wikipedia, is that um, is that Numenor is like has got parallels with like Atlantis? Okay, basically, oh. so like it's it's more developed than everywhere else. It's all that, but it gets lost, and then everywhere else is further behind. I think that's the kind. There is a parallel there. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So I so so I think that you know it all does tie in that one way or another. And it, the Southlands are predominantly made up 
of humans that sort of didn't take part in the fight against Morgoth. They kind of cowered away. They didn't, so, they so didn't I, stand up. I think they sided. The, the descendants of the South, people from the Southlands sided. sided with Morgoth. Right. And his evil cronies. Yeah. Oh, but then when he lost power, they then fled to like carry on living. Well, that, but but yeah, I think I think and then you know, because obviously when you see them in the show, they are like like you say when you compare them to Numenor, they are a lot less advanced. And, yeah. Uh, there's no there's no king, there's no leader mm. to them. They're just like, all made up of different yeah. towns. Yeah. So I think I think, I think like the, the 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 humans that were given Numenor sided with the elves and that's why it's all better and you know they're more developed and mm. more advanced and the humans on middle earth sided with morgoth and like whilst they've obviously survived they are not as advanced because they sort right. of yeah and then and then I don't, I don't know this but then i wonder that's why the elves watch over the humans in middle earth to make sure that they don't get up to any naughtiness again stir up any trouble yeah and and they're they're stirring up trouble. Well, it's like well, it's like again, it's like the start of Lord of the Rings when they say the humans were easily swayed by greed, and that's why they they got given rings. But then they all became um, bloody uh, ring wraiths because they were. Oh, I they, can't they wait let, to see let, one of them. They let the they let the the power of the ring get to them. They yeah. were greedy, so they wanted the power. Whereas the elves were a bit more like, you know. Contro- not controlling it, but they were able to be in the same level as the power and not be consumed by it. Sort yeah. Of. How, how, what, what do you, um, how do you feel about the callbacks to Lord of the Rings at the moment? Because there's a couple, isn't there, sprinkled here and there. Obviously, it's not, hev- not heavily sprinkled, is it? But no, enough a few to, like sprinkles. Enough to be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it, it's good. It's enough. Like yeah. having a Sildor, like having... Elrond and Galadriel. That's like for me. That's like an, all the ties you need because you want it to be its own thing. What about the um, uh, warg? Not the warg. The 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 wolf thing. What's Is it warg? Warg. Warg. Yeah, warg. Well, that, that's just a creature, isn't it? That's that's no. That's that doesn't mean anything. Does it? Yeah, but yeah, you've got no. you've got, obviously got the orc. Well, that's the last the last bit we haven't talked about. Is obviously you've got the orcs and uh, Adar, who's their sort of leader father. Yes, yeah, so Adar is a dark elf. Yeah, is it ex- fully explained what he sort of is? It's kind of it so seems like, like he's an elf. So I, been... I fear that it's in it's past episode four. Okay. So yeah, up to episode four, um, he has a little interaction with our Arandir. Yeah, best mate elf guy. Yeah, and he does almost respect him in a way. He calls him soldier. Mm. He asks for where he's from. There's almost like an air of respect there from yeah. one elf to an el- another elf, but he sort of explains that he's you know got a bit of a motive going on, but he doesn't explain what that motive means. Yeah, he's got a real con- deep connection with the orcs. There's that scene where he, the orcs lying on the ground, and he almost sheds a tear for the orc before he stabs him. Yeah, and gives him the, the you know. Yeah. He's like they're the like death, the he's, their, he's their leader, isn't he? They like fully bow down to him. Yeah, yeah. But he's got um, this kind of like sour and kind of like his armor is like it was really cool. I thought it was almost mm. like an off, like a kind of like navy coloured to it, like black. But he's got this like kind of like sour on gauntlet. Yeah, he's got one gauntlet hand yeah. and one normal hand. Yeah, but yeah. Well, that's the initial thing you think, isn't it? Because um, 
when you first see him, you kind of expect like all this chat about Sauron and everything. He's the first like leader of orcs that you see. So I think the immediate thing is like, is he Sauron? Is he Morgoth? Like when you first see him, you don't really know that much to know who he is, other than he's some, you know, whether he's like a big pawn in the army of things or whether he is like Sauron or, you yeah. know. Do you know who still... that actor is? I found out earlier uh, I saw it the other day, but... Cold Hands from Game of Thrones. Benjamin Stark. Ah, uh, interesting. Didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he has got that kind of like Benjamin look to him, especially That's when a quite we a pointy see... face, isn't he? He, he with the scar, like with the scars when we see Benjamin as Cold Hands. And... There's mm. quite a few that have been across. Cross, cross. Yeah. That's probably one criticism I've got of the show is do you think it asks for too much speculation? Too much of like... Because, you know, when characters are put in front of us, there's not a big introduction of like who this character is. It's kind of left for for one, either another character to kind of explain who that person is Mm. or the show itself. And there's quite a few characters at the moment that have just been put in with no introduction on who they are. Yeah. Do you think that's done on purpose, obviously, to, you know, to cause like speculation? Or, or do you think that's, that's a mishap from the show do, to ask know. too much? But I, th- I think coming back to what we were saying earlier about this is like um, something that's going to run for a long time. Uh, I, I suspect that we'll all look back at this series as it was like a very introductory series. Yeah. The Infinity Stones for the Infinity Gauntlet, and that potentially. I just, yeah. I just think that it, it, it will look back and it'll feel all of the events that have been happening are quite small fry. Yeah. In the great scheme mm. of things. It could, yeah, it could be that a lot of these characters are really not relevant at all. It's like I was saying about like Nori and all of that. Like, is this now going to be your sort of leading characters for all the series to come or is it going to be these are just people that are explaining certain parts of the story you know you've got orcs that can't go out in the daytime because they get fried by the sun so you know it's yeah, is that like a their whole thing Lord of the Rings? I don't remember that being well it's not it's not so this type of orc has a yeah I, th- I don't know if it's a generational thing like because these are like orcs are pretty new at this point aren't they they're like very far, like with the Southlands, when they spot one, it was like, we haven't seen, one of the characters says, we haven't seen one in hundreds of years. Yeah, and even um, Galadriel says a few times, she says that, you know, there were no orcs before or something, I can't yeah. remember what she says, something along those lines. So these are like a new being and they're basically like either humans or elves, elves that have been converted, but they obviously can't go out in the sun, which is why the whole thing about... Um, it's kind of, it sounds a bit like Matrix, but like blotting out the sun so that they can not be tarnished by it is obviously like. A, I thought some of the costumes of, were were awesome of that actually, especially yeah, like bone that scene faces. With, yeah, stuff. the kind of like the there's a, there's a few shots in it which I, they really slow mo it down. There's one of Gladwell riding the horse, and they really focus on it, and it's like they show like the horse's face, and it's like. I don't know, it's just really detailed and kind of like the flowing of her, like, satin. And it's, it, I don't know, it's almost like, it is, it is magical, but then also with the orcs, it's juxtaposed with, like, seeing the orcs with going in the sunshine, they slow it down. Yeah. They've kind of got these, like, face masks and they're kind of, like, mm. blowing in the wind. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird how, how I, didn't, I don't remember that being a thing from Lord of the Rings, that mm. they weren't allowed to go in the sun. Yeah. 
But I think, yeah, the, I, think so I think, I think the, the Urukai, which are like, then again, it's like another generation of Orc. Yeah. Um, don't have that problem. Whereas yeah, some, some do. So is it the Urukai that ones. have come from elves? Or they're from Uruk? Because there's a place called Uruk. I know. Am I making that up? So, we're jumping or is it Udun, I'm thinking of? We're jumping ahead a couple of times. Oh, apologies. That's what I said. The interpodcast to me. Well, apologies <laughs> to uh, the listeners who haven't seen past We said episodes before. But, but I think the... Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I, th- I think there is like a development in Lord of the Rings where... Because, you know, the, the, the big nasty that like takes care of Boromir. Yeah, yeah. he's an Urukai. Yeah, and, yeah. He, and he has got no issue with the sun. So either, yeah. either he's a different sort of generation of, of Orc or um, I between, between now and between now and then, they have developed sun cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, yeah Five thousand years to like get used to the sun. Boots on every uh, you imagine forest corner. <laughs> I, I, I see. I thought Urukai weren't orcs. I thought they were their own breed. I didn't oh, think they that, had any. That also makes perfect sense. Because isn't there that in... scene in Lord of the Rings when they're in the the kind of smelting part? Yeah, the Urukai get like. Birthed out of the fucking yeah. Saruman's like birthing he, them. He's yeah. like birthing them, isn't he? Whereas the orcs are kind of just like scurrying around and they're kind of the lower life, aren't they? They're the foot soldiers, aren't they? Whereas the Urukai are kind of the, the generals. Yeah. They're, they're obviously smarter, they're faster, they're stronger. They're better in the sun. They're better in the sun. They're all around, um, just better. More better I, 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 I mean, a obviously. Quick, a quick Google search. Uh, says Urukai actually means orc folk, so for the most part, Urukai are orcs. orcs. The term is used sometimes to distinguish the stronger, larger orcs bred by Sauron uh, okay. from the run of the mill orcs. See, I've seen, so obviously, like... without watching the rest of the episodes, I'm fully expecting there to be this uh, Urukai to come out and to kill one of our main characters and be like, oh yeah. Mm. The Urukai oh, yeah. here now. A bit like with Boromir. I don't think Boromir will be in this. Boromir might be in here. Just to be killed. <laughs> yeah. Sean, Bring um, back the Beaners. Yeah, Sean. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. Got, it's either Sean Bourne or Seen Bean. Seen we can't Bean. have Sean, Sean Bean. Bean. Yeah. It's not possible. Yeah, it's... Uh, Americans must look at that and think. Well, not Americans? Not Americans. They share the same language as us. Uh, everywhere else in the world must look at that name and be like, that makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, true. Well, well, I think, think we've covered, we've pretty much covered a good roundup of. Yeah, of, obviously, there's a lot of introductions, isn't there, with this? Which for part two, there won't be so much introduction and probably more chat about the actual. Yeah, show stuff. What's um, what's kind of doing it for you at the moment, and what's not doing it for you at the moment? Galadriel's well, okay. really doing it for me. Yeah. What's going to have to do do it for me right now is a quick uh, quick nip to the but nip to the loo. Unfortunately, oh really? Oh, well, we can to, we can take it. I've got Charles Bladder. So I'm sorry about this. Yeah, it's okay. Thank you. It's okay. I can uh, do a tactical pause at this point. Tactical pause. This is where we move to our sponsors. This week we've got <laughs> DoorDash, uh, the number one meal kits delivered to your door. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell. Who's the... That was one thing I was going to actually find out, was who's who's directing this bloody thing? It's different every episode. I've been looking. They have been keeping... It, there's like, a, there's the an Asian director. guy that's... Yeah, few, Wayne Yip. I, I see it. his name come up. There's a woman times. that did the last episode, number seven, I think. Oh, J.A. Bayona. He's Excuse actually, me? J.A. Bayona. <laughs> 
I yeah, he does. I have heard of him. He does some horror films. Okay. Interesting. Oh, unfortunately, the last film he did was Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, which okay. was very bad. His credentials doth precede him. Uh, and who's the other guy? Who's the other girl? Charlotte, Charlotte Brandstorm. Charlotte's Web. Can't can't see anything that I recognise on that. Oh, The Witcher. Apparently she directed a few episodes of The Witcher. Okay. Uh, um, that. Oh, The Man in the High Castle. It's the toilet as well. What do you queue? Queue for the toilet. I'd say, well, we've taken the podcast into the bathroom. <laughs> Oh my god, you stepped a bloody life out of me. Sorry about that. Mate, not at all. Are we still recording? We are. Oh, we're still going. Oh, oh we're still bloody going. Cool, bye. Cool, bye. I hope we're all still recording. That's one. No okay. photos. Excuse me. Oh, yeah, still going. Uh, we've all piddled our pants. Piddled our panties. Well, all we need to do is sign off. Quickly sign off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I mean, um, that's fine. Was there was there anything else that we wanted to touch upon? I mean, pace. One thing that I wanted to quickly touch on was pacing mm. of the of the four episodes. It's definitely picked up episode three and four. Like I can start to see characters now move into places that. Yeah, it's going to be quite exciting towards the end of the series. One was great, but very much of a let's set up, remind you know, get everyone back into the flow of, yeah. of Middle Earth and everything. But it's a hell of a task to try and make a cohesive program with so many different locations and so mm. many different characters. Mm. And actually, like you said earlier, a lot of people may not have even seen Lord of the Rings and get them to even give a shit about these characters. Mm. That's something that Game of Thrones did extremely well. They had like one side of the fan base that knew everything about the books, the characters, and the lore, and then there was the other half that just wanted to see uh, tits. set tits and f- said violence, wasn't it? <laughs> Nearly said tits and violence. <laughs> tits and <laughs> violence, violence. Um, so yeah, and I think actually now with with House of Dragon, that's still doing what Game of Thrones did so well was getting mm. people to care about characters that they ultimately knew nothing about. Mm. That's one thing I do think Rings of Power is struggling a little bit on. Um, you know, getting getting people to kind of care about these characters just yet. Yeah. I don't think they're super, uh, like, real interesting characters at the moment. Yeah. I find them to be all very much one-dimensional. Like, you know, they... what you see is what they are as characters I don't think of any Mm. of them have got like any little tricks up their sleeves of like you know obviously there's going to be a few deceits and um, 
that sort of and, and characters are going to change obviously and like betray other characters and stuff that's inevitable but what I mean is I don't see them changing too much as characters mm. well as I said earlier when when Nori becomes Sauron I think that, that'll all change <laughs> yeah but I, I, can you in the armour I think it's going to happen that's exactly what's going to happen mate. the hell goes up here and got, her actual head will be it's just her with stilts just like two little <laughs> eye holes in the nipples so she can see <laughs> No, I think I, I think it's a good point. I think I kind of agree with you. I've really enjoyed it, but I think if it wasn't visually so good, yeah, if they didn't have, um, for me, like I really like the Elrond Durin relationship. Yeah, if it didn't have that sort of stuff, um, and if it wasn't Lord of the Rings, and I knew sort of it was going to get better, I think I would be disappointed in one to four. Yeah, if I'm really honest. Yeah. Um, but again, I'm I'm jumping ahead a little bit. I'm actually a bit more, a bit happier with how second half seems to be going. Okay. Mm. First half finished. They had a bit of a team talk. Manager yeah. came in. I think that's always the way, though, isn't it? Mid, and, the uh, mid-season is always a bit. It was. It was a. Yeah, it was, it was because you get that natural peak and drop. The The end is what you're building to. The start is where you're starting from, and like building up all this info. And the middle is inevitably always has a bit of like. It's a bit of like transition time between the start between where you were and where you got where you want to get to. But I'm being a misery because it's it's been more than enough to keep me going. Hundred percent. I think it's all. I think, like you said, I think the 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 visuals are outstanding. Yeah. The soundtrack is outstanding. The actors, I think, are all you know very well acted. All the yeah, 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 they really are. Actually, I I think actually it's more the screenwriting and the and the script of certain certain moments that I think is lacking. Mm. I I do think characters like Sadok, uh, Lenny, for me, just really take me take it out of being immersed in that world as well. Like I know I keep saying about Gladriel, but looks aside, I think her the way she is as a character and her acting is like incredible. I think she's for me is like the best actor out of all of them. Like all of her lines and every every scene that she's in, I think is like next level, really good. Um, but people like Sadok, I think, just completely do the opposite for me and just can't help but look at Lenny Henry in the yeah. face. So I'm 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 really like enjoying like say Duran and Elrond mm. he's a good comedic relief isn't he Duran he's got they've got yeah. some good little uh, yeah. funny and his and wife I think Elrond um, is you know for what the character we see in Lord of the Rings he's definitely not that 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 character is he he's a lot more like peppier yeah he's not as like yeah bitter and like, he's much more depressed. he's much more Agent Smith in Lord of the Rings isn't he yeah yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's a, bit, a lot more yeah. serious isn't he it is Whereas in this, yeah, I mean, he is five thousand years younger, but I don't know what the grand scheme of that is for an elf. But sort of five thousand years. See, you you <laughs> yeah. can see he's quite juvenile, juvenile, yeah. can't you? Yeah, in yeah. terms of like elven time, and again with Gladriel, you can see that she's quite juvenile, isn't she? Mm. She's quite like willing to. You know, there's that scene with Halbrand when he's just like, no, uh, not Halbrand, the, the the dad of um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, when he says, I've got a daughter that runs fast and I've got a son that um, talks too much and you're, you're both of them. Mm. And it is quite like, you know, she's she's obviously got, she's so stubborn with her, what she wants to achieve. 
that she's blindsided to everyone else's views or yeah ways. Mm. Um. So yeah, I think ultimately episode four does does start to pick things up quite nicely, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Mm. Um, season finale, series season finale, Friday. Yeah. Are they all? Are they all about an hour, hour and ten minutes? Been, I think they're all at least about fifty minutes, aren't they? But yeah. Some of them are slightly longer. They all say they all say on Prime so seventy minutes, but fifteen of that is credits. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. So they're they normally you're right. They're normally about fifty minutes of actual yeah. viewing. Play. You get something that are like an hour ten, and then obviously credits, so yeah. they're like ten minutes either way. But um, yeah, it's going to be. I'm actually really looking forward to talking about the next half, and then we can obviously look ahead to to its eventual season two and where we think it's going to go. Because I think what you said earlier is pretty true in that with with Game of Thrones, I know we use that as a reference, but it's like the closest and best reference we've got for a modern, you know, 2022 series. Mm. But with that, you didn't know where it was going to go, whereas with this, you do. It's just going to be interesting what twists and turns it'll take before how it gets to that point. It. Yeah, and, and whether, you know, I don't know how many seasons they're planning on doing. Obviously, we know there's at least a second season coming, but you know, will will Sauron's downfall be the end of end of it? Will it carry on? You know, all these all these things that um, once we see this season's finale, it might help to figure out the sort of timescale of things. It might help us, you know, realize oh, there could be like ten seasons, or it could just be like a couple. I just yeah, I don't know, but interesting to see how they leave it as well. I mean, uh, I mean, will it survive? Will it survive five series? That's the thing as well, isn't it? I mean, it's an expensive show. And it's an expensive it's, show, but if it's not pulling the the viewership, I think it's good. <laughs> even if the reviews, quote unquote, aren't that good, I think that just having it as Lord of the Rings is like it's going to continue to. I think Amazon in. are also quite they 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 commit to things. They're not like yeah. Netflix, where Netflix yeah, yeah. will literally pull the plug on on shows. Definitely. Yeah, like. Yeah. You know, I couldn't see this as a Netflix show. I've seen Netflix cancel shows mid-season. Yeah, yeah. Even if they, even if they absolutely ruin this, um, they'd go for two and three. Yeah, they just, they just stick with it, and then almost people bring people in later down the line and say, "Look, soldier on through series one because it's going to get better." Yeah, same thing happened with Game of Thrones, didn't it? It took me a good couple of seasons before yeah, I felt like it was good. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. But that's without you know that's assuming it was going to have it had like you, know, you could tell it had legs from the start with that because there were all these seeds being sown. Yeah, and it the just kept unraveling and unraveling and unraveling. But yeah, they did. They were, but, but it was quite the gentle. Wasn't it with the law, wasn't it? Yeah, the first couple of series of Lord of Game of Thrones were you know, it wasn't it until you started really getting to like four or five that it really good yeah. to kind of where it overtook the books mm. um but yeah i mean i i really do hope that it sticks out um when you see the reviews comparing them and you see the comment sections between this and house of dragon house of dragon seems to be winning it at the moment with mm. popularity but I, I, hopefully it will it will, like you say get season one out of the way i think bit of space between this and house of dragon will do it some good and I yeah. think when House of Dragon and this, you know, this ends next on this Friday, this this ends Friday. House of Dragons, we got two, three episodes left of it. Right. When both those series are finished, and people over Christmas have got like more time to 
sit down and watch. I think all three of us haven't even started House Dragon yet. No. So we're just letting some air, like just letting them both breathe and a bit of space between them both. I think we'll do it, do it some good. Yeah. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll call it there then, guys. Shall we? Yeah. How do we, how do we sign off? We just literally walk out and then we have like this music that plays and it plays continuously until we come back into the room next week. Cue the music. Yeah. We have, I don't think, yeah. <laughs> we haven't got, we haven't so, so I was trying, I was trying to do the cue the music and then you play it. Well, yeah, we can do that. Well, yeah, but we're still talking. What's the music? Yeah, but, well, that doesn't mean I can't just hit end. You've ruined it. We do ads at the end. So All ads. of this can be cut out then. This is the power of uh, computers. Fair enough. But we could, we could, I don't know. Yeah, but one of us might say something really profound now. Go on then. Well, no, might. I'm not saying I will. <laughs> you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. 60% of the time. Every time. Right. Thank you. Good night. Cue the music. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Right. Hit stop and don't whatever you do hit. What's your password? A L 1 S T A 1. Are you joking? An hour and 30 minutes we've been chatting. Well, take off about 15 about from. So Rivendell isn't, it's only teasing What's your Rivendell. password, Ali? Rivendell alley? has not been set up yet. A-L-1-S. A-L-1-S. T-A-1-R. T-1. T-A-1-R. Alistair and the eyes are ones. My God, this is... Just press stop, yeah?